Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. This is your host, Chris. And, you know, I was just thinking, it's like, wow, we got a couple weeks away from Christmas. Hope everyone's done their shopping, ready for what's going to happen. But, you know, we won't get into that not right now. So uh, let me introduce our guests. Uh, both of them are, are former NFL players. Our first guest is Carlos Brooks. Carlos, I appreciate you being on today with us today. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here. All right. Um, so uh, it's been a couple months since we had you on last. Um, what I'd like to do is, first off, well, let, let me introduce James. Uh, our other guest is everyone knows and loves him, James Loving, former Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready to battle it with Carlos today. I'm ready for today. <laughs> hey, you just want to follow and follow, huh? Carlos, I was up all last night. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. All right. Nice. <laughs> So, so, Carlos, I'm going to come back to you. Um, remind our listeners uh, a, a little bit about your background, you know, about football, how you got into it, what you, where you played, um, just a little, little, little bit so that they can remind themselves. Yeah, um, I played with the Arizona Cardinals. I played in NFL Europe in Barcelona. Um, I played two years there. Um, I graduated from Bowling Green State University in Ohio. Um, I'm originally from Middletown, Ohio, so uh, just a little bit about myself. Great. And and and, and in Ohio, who was who it that you that you went to school with, or? or well, my was... my uh, men, my mentors um, that were a little older than me, um, Todd Bell um, and Chris Carter. They were both. I'm from my hometown in Middletown. Yeah. Okay. They're in Middletown, Ohio. That, yep. So they were two of my mentors. Hey, hey Chris, I want to jump in and ask Carlos. That's, it's amazing how you meet people all. Todd came over to the Eagles when it was him, when he was there, and Chris was there. Todd was a, a hell of a guy, you know. He, um, uh, he, was with the, he was with the Bears first, Carlos. Then he came up to the Eagles, you know. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, two great mentors. Though. I had to say that, Carlos. It was really good. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. I honestly, I did. I was, I was, I was definitely blessed to have those two guys in my life. Um, they, they showed me great things in and on and off the field. Um, um, I had one that did some things, you know, his way, and I had one that did things the right way. <laughs> yeah. so, we, we know I'm sure, I, <laughs> I, I'm sure you know which ones they are yeah. hard, so. <laughs> but, uh, hey my, my lips are sealed I, I, <laughs> that's pretty funny so yeah, let's start off today with, with kind of some of the prevalent um, issues that are going on in the NFL right now and it seems every week there, you, you you see at least two or three people being suspended for uh, uh, hitting somebody, um, you know, after the play was dead or coming out and, and doing something. Um, just this past week, Rob Rob Gronkowski, you know, he's somebody who normally he's not a dirty player. You know, he he doesn't get called to things like this, 
But in right. in the game, um, he had a late hit, and you know they 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 penalized him for the late hit, but he wasn't ejected. Um, right. You know, and and then you know then then, then in the Pittsburgh game. There was there was a, a, a hit during in that game, uh, you know, with another person being suspended. Um, is, is, is this what's carrying forward? I mean, is, you know, because this is football, you know, and and yes, you're going to have people hitting each other, but you're not. You shouldn't have as much, you know, contact as you do in basketball uh, with right. with all these cheap shots and so forth. So, moving forward, I mean, what, what what's the NFL to do? Carlos, what, what well, do you think? Well, um, it's, I think it's a difference between the plays that you saw um, in Pittsburgh and and um, Cincinnati Bengals game and what you saw with Gronkowski. Um, Gronkowski, to me, that was not a football play. Uh, those those hits that you saw in Cincinnati and in, in Pittsburgh, was that's football. That is football. Um some of those hits at one point in time, uh, when James and I played, those were illegal. Those weren't illegal hits. Now the Gronkowski situation is totally different. That's 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 not football. That's that's an assault. That's that's totally different. Um, that was after the play. The guy's down. Um, the guy's had his back to him. It's a cheap shot. Period. It's what it is. Yeah, he was out of bounds too. Yeah, he was out of bounds. He was already been touched by his his own play, uh, uh, Patriot player. It was just a cheap shot, and it, it was dirty. Now that's dirty football to me. And in one game suspension, that's not even close. It should have been at least a four or five game suspension for that. Um, mm. But but what you saw in Cincinnati game, um, that game is always a rival. I grew up in Cincinnati area. Um, that Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, it's always been that way, uh, and it will probably continue to be that way. But those hits were, you know, those, at one point those hits were legal. It was within the the whistle, between the whistle, and you got to protect yourself at all times. I'm sure James knows. And you, that was just that's that's football. Um, but now those are called illegal hits. Hmm. So it's it's a little different. Absolutely. Absolutely. James, what, what, what's your opinion on that? Uh, I'm always agree with what Carlos said. You know, um, when we played, that was legal. I mean, you, either you get up and go in the huddle the next day or you lay there and get off the field. But uh, the, the Bronkowski thing, I don't understand that. You know, I, it's sad to even talk about that because he should have been injected. And then you get from one game. I mean, he could have paralyzed that guy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Him, you know, and... NFL, I don't know how they get these uh, suspicions one game and fine, but Carlos, let me ask you this. And you played, as you know how when we played it was different, but if you notice, every one of these hits, look at it, you got a defensive guy coming full speed. Then you got a receiver or somebody, they duck it. About the time this full speed guy hits them, they duck it, they hit them to show the pass helmet. How do you stop right. that, Carlos? Because, you know, if you look at that hit, uh, the guy for Pendler, he was basically going down, you yeah. know, falling down, and he got hit in the helmet. Like, I mean, there's no way to stop yeah. that, is it, Carlos? No, it's not. It's I mean, it's just a part of the game. Um, Shazier is, is a phenomenal player. I watched him play at Ohio State. I know a lot of people um, from his hometown, 
and he's he's just a phenomenal athlete, and he's he's always kind of hit with his head down a little bit, and that was you know unfortunate. I saw that hit, and you they tell you don't hit with your head, but your head is you know is on your shoulders, so <laughs> sometimes my head's going to get in there, and it's going right. to you're going to make contact with your helmet. You just got to have your head up, and you can't lead with your head, which is scary to me. I mean, honestly, I. I don't know how I could have played in today's game because I did lead with my head, but I hit my head was up. Um, I see what I hit, but I had. To, if I don't lead with my head, that means I'm gonna turn my head to the side, which means that's when you get fingers. That's when you get the shoulder pro- problems and so forth. So you can't turn your head and move your head out the way and just hit with a shoulder. Now you're now you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position as a defensive player. So. I mean, I just I, the rules are made for the offense to protect the offensive players, but that rule where they said don't you can't hit a defensive player, you, you hurt him, you're going to hurt yourself. And now, unless I hit his legs, which no receiver wants that because that's where I, that's where his money maker is. So yeah, I don't know. That was a clean. That was a clean block. It's just that he stood yeah. over him when he got that tumble. You know when you yeah. catch the ball, you got your head on the swivel. You know. Right. And see, that's, I think that play wouldn't have been called. He led with his head on that block. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a clean block. They just said, now you can't crack back uh, and lead with your helmet and shoulder pad. Um, so that's a clean block. You're right. Um, and that, that's one thing they're trying to take out of the game. But I just think, that, like you said, like if, if someone would have tackled anybody other than a running back that same way, it would have been a penalty on the defense. But like we said, offense, you can block that way all the time. So, it's, it's kind of like catch-22. Yeah, this is whatever ref you have. <laughs> exactly. But I, honestly, I would have, I don't know how I would have played because I was physical. I can't, you can't as a defensive player, I can't think about when I'm, how I'm about to hit this guy before I hit him. Um, my job is to, you know, lot get that ball out of there, or like the block the guy had from Pittsburgh. Uh, that was a clean block. Uh, you just got to keep your head on the swivel. I mean, look who you're talking about. We had Isaiah Waters. He led with his head. Look at Ty Bell. I mean, he was a he was a cracker boy. He come in there, a little nutcracker, cracking people up with that, wasn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was physical, and he and he taught us that. Um, Todd used to, <laughs> I was a lot younger than Todd. So Todd used to come back home to Middletown. We would have camps and he, even though we were playing two hand touch, he, he still wanted you to be physical. Um, Todd would have me play basketball with him. He would come home and play basketball. And I was about six years younger and I would be out there playing and he would put, put me on his team. He's like, Hey, you go play with the big boys. You got to be tough. So I, I I understood and I learned at a you know young age that hey that's that's the violent game and this is how you play it. So yeah, I I, I get I can understand that a, a lot of it. You're you're saying you don't know how you play differently, but a lot of it is 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 in how you were how you were taught, you know, and and instructed, and you know, yeah, you could have been at an earlier age. You know, shown how not to lead with your head or your or or with your uh, with your shoulders. Um, right. But then, but then you probably wouldn't have been who you were either. So, 
We'll see. Exactly. You, you know what's anyway. happening, Chris and Carlos? Is uh, Pop Warner. I mean, you see the kids. They see them leave with their head, her head down. It's the scariest thing because mm-hmm. you see one of the young kids get paralyzed at that age. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I've yeah. seen it. I coach, I coach that. I'm like, gotta have your head up. But they're not more, um, these kids are not more um, disciplined as the, you know, all those kids. But, you know, the kids still do it too. But, you know, um, it's just, I just don't want to see that, you know? Right. Yeah, and it's, it's a different. I coached eighth grade. Um, I had a good team this year. We we won state here in Arizona. Eighth grade Congratulations. team. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, when they they um, they coach so differently. They have what they call these donuts, and they roll them out, and they learn how to tackle. Um, and you basically your leg tackling, your arm tackling, and you grabbing the legs, and then you roll alligator roll is what you teach them. And it's and it's kind of scary to me because when they get to older and play high school or definitely college, you're going to get bigger backs. You come in with those bigger backs and try that; it's not going to work. That process is not going to work too well. Uh, these 220 pound backs, you're going to get a knee to the helmet, and and that's and that's going to be a wrap. Right. So, and it, I think it's effective for little league. But if they try that at the next level, it's, I don't think it's going to be effective, especially um, college and, and pro levels. So I think it's a great way to teach the kids, to, you know, just to get the kid down, running back down, receiver down, what have you, with, without leaving with your helmet. But, yeah, I just can't see how that can work in college. Wow. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in the NFL. We'll be right back. All right. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, this is Chris Marwick for Loving That Sports Talk. Good afternoon. We've been going on with our show, and we still have with us uh, two guests. We have Carlos Brooks, former NFL player. Carlos, you still with us? Yes, yes, I'm here. Perfect. And, of course, James Loving, we have you with us, too. Well, I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. I already talked with Carlos. Let's do it. <laughs> well, let's just get it going. Um, one thing that just came through the news, uh, the NFL is considering an automatic ejection for targeting. You know, we were just talking about ejections and people, you know, hitting and, and all that. And, and a lot of times uh, I, I, I understand that if someone gets hurt, you know, their, their teammates uh, will, will come out and defend them and, and they'll, they'll target somebody. Um, to try to get back at them for, for what they did to their own player. Um, how, how, how can the NFL actually prove that someone was being targeted um, in, in just a play of a game? James, how, how, how are they going to do that? You can't prove that. I mean, you just can't do it. I mean, I hear uh, Chris Cottingly is talking about, you know, Buddy Ryan, I mean, you remember that calls when he, they started that bounty hunting with the kickers, you know? And uh, yeah. I don't know how y'all locker room was, um, Carlos Bernard. Buddy, you got, we go in there, we watch a film, it was a nice target hit. You know, you get $100, you know, 100 200 They were passing off cash. And I think that's how long that was, Buddy. You know, I remember uh, they had stopped that, you know? So it's hard to prove that, you know? I mean, you can sit back and say, uh, Crabtree and Tlaib was going to get back to each other. They was targeting each other, you know, from last week. But you can't really prove it. So it's not going to be something they can prove, you know. Wait. Yeah, I think that would be really rough. Carlos, I mean, do you think that they could prove it? Well, it's, it's very difficult to prove. And James is right. We both came under um, Buddy Ryan umbrella. And, and Buddy and Clyde Simmons, they taught us first uh, first camp. And he was saying, you got to get an understanding with that guy. And at first, you know, as a rookie, I was thinking, what does he mean by that? But <laughs> trust me, by the end of camp, you understood what it meant by you got to get an understanding with, with the opposing player, even players in, in, in your own camp. And when you go offense against defense, because as you know, James, Buddy Ryan's practices, they, they're violent. Um, yeah. yeah. Offense practice, fight defense all the time. It's nothing. But uh, you you had to get understanding and let people know that you can't be pushed around and you are, we're not that type of team where you're going to be able to hit us that type of way. So you had to get that type of understanding. So it was it was never said okay do this or that, but the word was you better get understanding with that guy. And uh, yeah, I've been told that many times. Carlos, that's funny you said that because uh, funny thing you know. Uh, my coach, he was going to tell me. But they don't like no punks. So, uh, no. I went in there. I got into it every day with Andre Ward. He didn't like me, but I didn't back down. Come on, let's pop those knuckles, you know? And we was uh, going ahead. But like, who's this young kid out here ain't taking this smack, you know? But he didn't yeah. want you to back down. Because he told you back down practice, you're going to back down. And you know that, Carl. You're going to back down the game, and, you know? 
Absolutely. I I I fought. I was just like you, James. I was a guy, and I was coming back, coming from arena football, and uh, when when the Cardinals signed me, and I got tested every day. So I fought almost every day. I was at corner because we lost a corner, and Aeneas Williams was on the other side. So of course they didn't throw at him. So I was fighting yeah. receivers every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but it doesn't Yeah. So it was. It, it, you learned a lot about football, and it's a game where you definitely must be respected. Um, yeah. It's not like basketball or any other sport. Um, and respect is earned. You got to earn it every game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if they, if they smell blood, if they see weakness at any time, trust me, it's it's. They're going to take advantage of it. They're going to take advantage of it. So, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, the buddy and, and what, what he said about, you know, working it out and, and with each other. What was so, so what happened two weeks ago between Akib Talib and Michael Crabtree um, with, with what happened in the beginning of the game um, and, and them trying to work it out? Because, yeah, they, they were targeted. I mean... Uh, I, I do believe that Akeem Tlaib, you know, he he was there to, to play, but for that game. But I think Crabtree, he 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 had in his mind that he was after Akeem Tlaib. He was he wanted to to go after him to prove to him that, you know, he wasn't there really to play. He was there to 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 show him that, you know, you can't do this to me. And, and right. we saw what happened. But you know, was, was that the players' fault? Was that the coaches' fault? I mean, who who should have done what, Carlos? Well, it's it's actually, I think it's the restful. I think it, I think they should have thought about the situation that happened a year before, um, and that's when it started. And Akeem Talib is known for that. He he's he's the type he's going to get in your head, and if you're weak, he's going to take advantage of it. And last year, he he basically he punked Crabtree. He he ripped his chain off, and honestly, Crabtree shouldn't have been out there with the pretty chain on. I mean, any DB, if I can do something to get in your head, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. But you come out here with a pretty chain on, think that's cute, yeah, I'm going to rip it off. Why not? Uh, you shouldn't be have a chain on out here. But then I think this year, I think the NFL should have stood and, and said, the ref should have said, look, we know what happened last year. Look, we're not having that this game. You guys keep it clean. But they didn't do that. So it, it, Crabtree escalated and, Crabtree came out there, like you said, for, for blood from prior to year, prior year because he got he got disrespected. And I'm sure he had to go back home and listen to people tell him how he got punked and and so forth. So, right, right. I'm sure James can test it as a receiver. <laughs> you know, I was I, I was just telling about thinking what you said. You're right, Carl, because. I mean, I remember I played, you know, and um, the DB was trying to get your head. If you let them in your head as a receiver, you die. I mean, I know that, you know, even if you get to argue about because it's throwing your routes off, you're trying to do something, and, you know, it's throwing you off. You mm-hmm. know, I played with um, my um, first game when I got to Wyoming, uh, they came in badly and played against Ray Crockett. And, you know, he was talking smack, you know, and my first, you know, game, the visit came from a Juco. I let him get in my head, and at halftime, the coach told me, like, he's throwing you out your game. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm coming back scoring two touchdowns. But it made me think every time I just go all along, you know, when we do one-on-one, you know, you know how it is, one-on-one DB and receiver, you get right. in the head. So if you get in the head, now the DB win because the receiver got the value of DB. I mean, for you being DB, yeah. that'd be excellent, Kyle. You know I'm right, Kyle, because the receiver got the value all the way because one, the DB don't know where you're going then, so he got to be there. So he got yeah. to be an amazing yeah. athlete. Two, if you look back at Crabtree, remember when I think it was the 49ers, I want to say that, in that last play of the game, they could have won, it was a football or championship game. And who was that? Was it, um, was it Sherman? The Sherman got in his head. Sherman got in his head. Yeah, got in his head. Remember that? So Crabtree yeah. is that type of person. And the league knew that. You get in this man's head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. if you see, like you said, a weak person, you get in here. Every team going to play you. Because you see it on film, right, Carlo? Yeah. Watch the film. Danny White taught me a long time ago. He was like, my receivers got to be focused. They got to run a route precise. If I want them at 12, they got to be at 12. If I want them at 10, they got to be at 10. And they have to learn to run their routes precisely. Well, if your head is not clear and you're worrying about me and you're talking to me, you're not going to run that route at 12. You may be at 10. You may be at 13. You may be at 14. Because you worried about me, you're thinking about what, what I'm going to say or do. So I've always learned uh, just to definitely get in that receiver's head from, from day one. I, I learned from Aeneas Williams as well. He was, he was a very nice guy off the field, Christian guy, um, one of the nicest guys you ever meet. But the first play, Aeneas used to just choke receivers, literally choke them. <laughs> and I was like, so some receivers come up thinking, oh, Nia's a nice Christian guy. He'll pray for me and all that. But the first play, he literally choked you. So he let you know right from the rip, hey, I'm a different man on this field. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely a mind game. Totally a mind game. Yeah. Totally it is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, you have to be. I mean, in, in order to be, you know, taken, taken seriously, because. I could see what you were talking about, uh, that wide receiver, you know, being one way in, 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 in his normal life and then another way on the job. And, wow. <laughs> I mean, that, that was very surprising. Look at it, Chris, Carlos. Look at that thing that went on with Josh Norman and um, uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham mm-hmm. was out of his game. He was just trying to get a block on hit him and do stuff. He was out of his game. And uh, Josh Norman yeah. had him. I mean, it, yeah. once he got him that first time, he was over. Oh, that was everyone just trying to get him. Hit him behind, you know, when he turned his back. I mean, he was so out of his game, you know, he couldn't do nothing but just trying to get back. You remember that, James? Yeah, yeah you're oh, yeah. right, James. And, and at the end of the game, and when he had him open, he was wide open, he dropped the ball. Yeah. Dropped the ball. Because his, his, his head was not in the game. His head was focused on... Fighting and, and as a receiver, you guys are not built that way. Defensive guys, we are. So, one more thing, Carlos, um, Chris. I know you want to move on, but Chris kind of always told me, he's like, um, a DB want to get up close to you and jam it because if they jam in the line, they got you. You get them off that line, you got them beat. And that's what most DBs, you see my DB, get your line, jam you. You get frustrated, can't get off that line. Now you're really frustrated. Am I right, Carlos? I'm sure you like right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm gonna grab you anyway. If you beat me, I'm gonna grab you anyway, and that's gonna frustrate you because if the ref don't call it, you gonna you don't catch the ball. You really gonna be mad because you felt like you did what you were supposed to do, and then I grabbed you. 
So yeah, <laughs> either way, I'm getting in your head. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, guys, we're gonna have to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk some more NFL. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Chris Marwitz. I'm the host right now of Loving That Sports Talk. And. We have with us still Carlos Brooks. Carlos, uh, what, what, how, how are things going this afternoon for you? It's going great. I'm, I'm taking it to James right here on the show, so it's going well. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, and, and that's what you always want to do as a defense offense player. Is, you know, you guys want to keep going at each other. And I, I could see you guys in, 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 you know, here on, on, on the front porch in the swing set, you know, and and you both would be just talking to each other and trying to one up each other in, until you're like in your 90s. So keep at it, keep at it. And James, you still there? Chris, I'm in the middle of the street um, practicing my uh, flight. You know, get off the line right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the street right now. <laughs> do, do, do I have to so, go to tennis shoes? I got my shoes off. I'm in the middle of the street. You know how we used to back in the day, no shoes on running the street. Yeah, I'm going to get ready for them. <laughs> oh, you know, the boy, okay. cars are on my side. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful. He's going to be running you into those cars. That, 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 that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting you all upset. 
Okay, guys. So, Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been trailing in their last five to six games, you know, but they've been able to pull, pull out, you know, in the fourth quarter and, and win games. You know, the Steelers play the New England Patriots next weekend. Do you, still, do you see the Steelers winning the Patriots, Carlos? But, let, but let me ask wow. you that first. Well, I, Pittsburgh is probably the most talented team in the NFL um, offensively. They're, they have the, they have it all. They have the weapons on offense. They have a great running back, and they have one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. So, I they can do whatever they they can do whatever they want to do. It's all basically predicated on that defense and how healthy they, healthy they are. The catch to that is, I think they play Baltimore before they play the Cardinals. This weekend, I mean, yes. they, I mean before the Patriots. So that's, that's the thing. They just came up with a very physical game against Cincinnati. They, got a, they lost Shazier. They got some kid, people, I'm sure, just banged up from that game. And now they're going into another very physical game against Baltimore. So the, pit, the Patriots are getting them right during a time where they may be a little banged up. They may have a couple more kid, uh, guys injured, key guys injured. And, it, and be honest, they may lose to the Patriots because of that. But talent-wise, no one can touch Pittsburgh talent-wise. Hmm. James, what do you think? Uh, I don't know, Carlos. I just got to disagree. I've been watching Pittsburgh the last few weeks. Well, actually, you know, it just seemed like some they can't get. They got the great, the best offense. You know that. I mean, that offense may score at will. It's just summer bomb. They end these games and they barely win it. You know, three point five. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like they're not clicking. You know, I mean, they clicked that one game when Tony Brown had all that, but it just seemed like they should be running teams off. You know, running away with it. You know, and and they barely win it. It just seemed like I don't know if it's. I just don't. I can't picture figure them out. I mean, you look at New England. It's like, okay, they they went on and won. You know, not you know, but I don't know. It just seemed like it reminds me of when. The Lakers had all those players. Carmen Long. Remember they had Coach all yeah. Gary Payton. They yeah, couldn't yeah. click. They couldn't. They had the offense of people, you know, but they couldn't click. You know, well, they got, got a, Bill. Go ahead. A great sorry, point, go. James. They, James, they got, you make a great point. They got a lot of individuals, um, and that's why they can't. They don't click consistently. But talent-wise, they're phenomenal. They just don't play together on one accord consistently, and that's why they look great one week and they look terrible the next. But usually at the end of games, as you can see, they're playing well at the end of the game. They just usually have a rough start. Now, their defense is very predictable. That's why they always lose to the Patriots because they play a lot of men. They play a lot of zone. That blitz zone is not good. You can't go against Brady trying to blitz zone him. He will eat you alive. He's seen He's seen every blitz zone that's out there. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, though. I, I just think the injury is going to take a toll on them these last two weeks. And and I, I probably agree with you. I think New England's going to win that, even though it's going to be difficult because they don't have all their horses as well. Right. Yeah, it just, I just see New England just smooth selling now. Picks are too much up and down. And, you know, it's just not, you know, just at this point, week 11, no, you should be consistent now, you know. You should be having right. your team, you know, clicking about now, you know. You can't have, you know, one guy mad because he ain't getting the ball, then the other guy, you know. I mean, you yeah, can't do James. it. Exactly. They, uh, they, 
I, I, I agree with both the, some, the things that both you said, because, yes, James, you're right. You know, Pittsburgh, they, they, they come out and they've been mm-hmm. way behind, you know, by the time the, the second half starts. Uh, you know, and then they, they and here they're, they're having to play from behind. And, and yeah, they, they win, but barely win at the end. And, and it, it's a nail-biter. Um, but then, you know, Carlos, what you're saying, you know, about them, their, their offense, yes, they do have some great weapons. Um, I don't know if part of it, you know, year to year things change. They, 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 they've let some people go. They've brought new people on. And if, if that's making the difference if, or their offensive line, because um, if you saw this pet last few, few weeks, uh, a lot of teams, uh, the defense has been able to get to Ben quite a bit. And he's a big boy to knock down, but they've been doing it. You know, and, and again, talk about getting someone's head. You know, you, you get to the quarterback's head and then the whole game is lost. So, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I have my doubts about Pittsburgh in so many ways. I mean, they, they, they should, they should just be creaming teams, but they're not, you know. But they're winning. That's, that's the key. They do win. Oh, they might have too much talent. You know, you might have to get rid of, I mean, a receiver or, or, or two, you know what I'm saying? Because you got too many. I mean, I remember when we was in college, my junior year, we had me and this one guy, the best receivers. We were switching in. And I'm like, this ain't going to happen next year. And we had a running back. We had a tight end. I mean, we, everybody was just like the Steelers. I mean, it was like a Steelers team. So my senior, the coach, figured out how we all could be on there and, and each not be mad at each other. And we figured out that's the way we're going to win. You can't be good. One guy had 10 catches that game, and then he was like, okay, cool. You wasn't mad. You look at he had the better game because he probably was open, you know, more, you know, so – that's what they got to figure out. If Brown don't have a one catch, Brown got to realize, okay, we know you started, you won't get 10, but you didn't get it that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're, you're right as far as, as letting letting some players, you know, you know, what we talked about, changing people around and releasing some players and bringing some more players on, you know, and, and only having the, 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 the ones that that, that, that that need be there. But, you know, with with Brown, you know he he gets he gets double tri- triple teamed a lot of times. So you need to have other people that you can throw to, which Ben has. But you know when they get to the get to him, you know the, again the last couple of weeks he's been throwing some pretty bad passes. So it makes you got to run him back. You got to run him back too, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Bell, yes, Le'Veon Bell. Hey Carlos, glad you guys could join us again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so what, what what we were talking about was still about with Pittsburgh. Um, James was say had mentioned that you know maybe one one thing Pittsburgh should should do is you know they have a lot of receivers, a lot of good running backs, and maybe let some of them go, you know, in order to to you know get to their core receivers, core running backs. So that they can, you know, move the ball a little bit better. I agree with that. I agree with that. They, I think they, they have a new offensive coordinator. I think that's a new, that's another reason why they're they're kind of struggling uh, every other game. And I don't know if the like you think James is hit hitting on something there. I don't know if all the guys are buying in, um, and some of them want more touches. He knows as a receiver, 
They want, they can never be targeted enough. So they, they're always going to be crying. They want the ball. So you got, you got three exceptional quarter uh, receivers. You got one of the best in the game, Brown. And then you, you got, uh, Brian and, and, uh, the young guy, I can't remember his name right now, from USC, uh, that's getting suspended one game. He's a phenomenal athlete as well. So I think they're going to probably make some have to make some decisions on who to keep because they can't keep them all happy. You're right. It's like a regular job, Carlo. If you got me and you, uh, the manager, and you know what I'm saying, and we're doing the same thing, and... Um, I'm not happy because, hey, Carlos keep getting the best projects. And, uh, you know, well, he's going to figure it out. Well, one of you guys got to go. Right. right. And you got all these receivers over there complaining because they're not getting 10 balls a a game. You know, somebody has to go. I mean, and then, you you know, you just got to cut that loss because you got too many chiefs and not enough Indians over there, you know? Yeah. And some of them has to be, they have to put their, they got to humble themselves. Like the Patriots don't, you never hear about that. Um, They have, they run a different type of ship over there. So you, sometimes you got to make sacrifices for the team. And, and I don't think Pittsburgh is is willing to do that all the time. So like you said, somebody might have to go. Um, Like they still, they still need to run the ball uh, because they got Bell. They got one of the best backs in the, in the, in the business. That man is phenomenal. He's doing things I've never seen running backs do. Um, yeah. Being, I, my son and I watched the game, and I've never seen a back just sit there and be patient and just wait for block holes to open up. That's, that's crazy. That's funny you said that because I was watching him, and I rarely watch Rob. I usually watch the receiving DB, but I seen him do that in a hole and sit there and be patient. I'm like, whoa. You watching it, you know, and that what um, Barry Sanders did. You know that? Yeah, yeah, he was good at it as well. Very good. All right, guys, we're gonna take our last break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the the Ball family. We we gotta talk about what's going on <laughs> with that and uh, how that pertains to what's going on. So we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Chris Marwitz. I'm your host for Loving That Sports Talk. And we're at the tail end of our show. Uh, we have still our guests. We have Carlos Brooks and we hey, have James Loving. I'm still out here. Back to my um, get off the line move. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, are, 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 are you going to take that from him? <laughs> For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> All right. So before we mm-hmm. took the break, um, I mentioned that when we came back, we were going to talk about what's going on. Uh, with the Ball family. LeVar Ball has been talking to the media, uh, telling them that he, he's, he's taken his son um, out of UCLA because he could coach him better. He could, you know, get him in a better, uh, a better position to play for the Lakers because, again, he still wants all three of his sons to play for the Lakers when everything's said and done. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't like what the, what happened with UCLA when the son, how he was treated when he went to China and you know stole stole the items that he did and 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 China let him go. So why can't UCLA, you know, not not you know what what why should they still do something to a son and not let a son play? It's it's just a madhouse, um, you know. And then of course we we have the, the older son Lonzo, you know, and playing for the Lakers and. You know, and stuff that 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 he's been saying, the father's saying, and then they got the younger son. So, okay, Carlos, let's let's start with you um, as, as 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 a father. Yes, Chris, let me start. Carlos, let me start that. Okay, because I want to learn something from you on this, Carlos. Um, Carlos, explain to me. You have sons. They play sports and that, and they're right. gonna have a career. You know, playing the NFL. You know, and all of that. But this is where I'm at, Carlos. I need you to explain this to me. You know, and I I look at the stories, I, I get it, I'm like, ah, oh, enough, it's all media, he's trying, you know, but I had a guy um, that I coached, well, I didn't coach, I knew, and um, he had a son, just like the ball, I mean, he played football, he played ball, he was three sports, the best athlete, he did not want to play football, and this guy, he wanted to play football in his days, he didn't make it, you know, the father. And he was mm-hmm. pushing the kid, and I see him. He's like, oh, help my son. You know, I go work out with him. He did not want to play. I mean, but he was mm-hmm. going for his dad. Couldn't tell his dad he did not want to play. So when they get out there, dad go down the field at the game and yell at him all like that. Well, my point to you, um, Carlos, is explain to me that when a parent keep talking for these kids, you know, right. they're not, you got to let them grow up. Yeah. And you keep talking, and then saying this and that, and, and um, uh, my son is better than this person. You put a mark on this kid back. I mean, I was, when I, you should see me, I shouldn't have said this. I'm like, man, I hope they, everybody in the NBA just go on, go off on him, you know, because it's daddy making a mark for him. I was even one to like, hey, you know, when they played this guy, I'm looking at the guards, see what they did against him, to show him off. Mm-hmm. Why we have more hate towards these kids, and we shouldn't. It should be the dad. Am I wrong, right, Carlos? Help me out. You, you absolutely, you absolutely right. It's he's putting more pressure, and he doesn't think he doesn't think it's pressure. 
but you have to understand, like you said, you got to let these, he, he's growing these, these kids up to be men, okay? And they're in a very, very hard position because you're playing professional sports. And you got to, you're putting, like you said, he's putting more pressure on his son to, to perform. And these players are going at his son 10 times harder because of his father. And then that same, and that same thing with the pressure on his, his middle son that got in trouble for, for stealing. That's, that's, that's all predicated from, and then I, I just did some inf- looked at some information. They said that his credit card didn't work and is the reason why they, they were stealing. So to me, that's, as he's working, he's, he, I give him one thing. Avar Ball is a marketing genius when they come to, and I don't know if he did it intentionally, but he's, he's done a phenomenal job of marketing. And I think that's all he cares about. Um, everything else is second. He's not thinking mentally what's happening to his kids, what, the things he's doing to his kids. He's, he's a detriment. Like you said, that parent is pushing that kid. You got to love the game. And, and if you can't just push them into a sport, they got to they gotta have a love, that passion for it. Because when hard times come, they're going to fold. If they don't, they will fold. So, um, and I think that's what we're seeing with the LeVar, LeVar boys. And I think that the best athlete out of them all is the, is the youngest. But he may be so spoiled that he, no coach is going to be able to deal with him or his father. <laughs> That matter. Well, what do you what do you think of Lonzo? Is he going to make it the NBA? Because look to me, I think he's too soft. He he's not tough. And see, this is the thing. I think Magic Magic brought him in not because he was the best player in the in the draft, because it was a, it was a marketing move. It was a business move, and it, it was smart and it made sense because the kid is from there. He's going to sell tickets. Everybody, but he's not the best player. He's not even the best rookie on his team mm-hmm. at this point. He's, he needs to work on his shot, and, and he's, he's just a distributor. He's, he shouldn't have been a first-round pick, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's where the pressure comes, because he's, he's expected to do more because he was drafted first round, and he's not capable of doing it. So, Especially not when his dad is talking, <laughs> and these players are going at him like that. So it's, it's, it's an ugly situation. It's, it's real ugly because Magic spoke up for this too. Oh, he gotta be better. His his jersey gotta be up there with mine, you know. Right. And, and like you say, it was a marketing thing. Now that I see, but there's no way. Even if he, what he's not even gonna. I, I think by the end of this year, they gotta have him sitting out, put him in the D league. They have to because you getting all this. He's not doing anything, so people will be like, start talking. Man, Magic, what you do? You know. Yeah, you know, they see what they stop his daddy from doing. You know, they mm-hmm. have to stop back. He's still talking about the coaches and, you know, the players. Now the players are get mad at him for his daddy running his mouth, you know. If exactly. Randall would have threw my son the ball, um, we would have won the game. Well, your son only scored five points. How would you have won the game, Carlo? Exactly. And that's another perspective that you hit on, James. You have to understand, he's ruining his relationship with his players on his team, they they know how good he is. They know how good he is, in, and they see him in practice. So they're like, wait a minute. This boy is a first-round draft pick. He's making more money than me. He's not good. He's not that good. And his dad talking mess. 
so that's that's a that's a double edged sword that, that that he's doing to his kid. Not only his own teammates not going to like him, the other players are going at him uh, from the opposing team. So he's he's in a bad position. I, I think his brother threw those other two guys on the bus. You feel like about they stole the first, and he just did it because they, you know, he yeah, threw them exactly. under the bus. But see that again. That's his dad thinking about marketing. They're thinking business wise. They got to cover. They they have to protect their brand. And so, when you get into business, it brings out the snake in you. And you know, you can contest to that. You see people start doing things that they shouldn't do yeah. because their brand. You know, and, and, and business and and some things does not mix. And. Being honest in business is not mixed like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole failure. It's all gonna fall with the gym shoes, you know, because everybody gonna stop him from talking. You know, he's gonna stop the media gonna stop interviewing him. You know, he's almost he's up there with Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants yeah. to hear you say nothing. Yeah, and then that's and that's crazy to me that this. I mean, I I get he got. I think he did an awesome job when he was in talking at first, but now he's he's went too far. So now he's destroying his own brand. I don't think he knows how to stop. I, just, I think this is who he is, and like you said, the brand is going to fall. His kids are going to, you know, fall to the wayside because of it. And this it's going to it's all going to blow up before I give it a maybe another six months, <laughs> and it, it'll wow. be all over. <laughs> wow, uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, guys, um, our, our time is up. Um, I, I want to thank you both, Carlos. Thank you for for coming on again. You know, we we, we love having you on. You know, anytime you you want, you have time. Let us know. We'll have you on again. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks, and James, Carlos. And I'm still out here practicing. It's gonna it's gonna be a cold day when 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 <laughs> Carlos gets here to to do that for you. So. <laughs> well, you keep working on that, man. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Thanks again. All right, buddy. Take care. Y'all take it easy. All right. We'll, we'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, we we want to, you know, make sure everyone comes home or listens in again next, next Wednesday to the show. And uh, everyone have a great week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.